you say you'll never join the Navy. Never track storms in the Atlantic or skydive as part of your commute. Joining the Navy sounds crazy. Saying never actually is. Learn why at Navy.com. America's Navy, forged by the sea. This is Sophia Locke, and you're listening to The Sauce with Kenzie Taylor. New episodes every Tuesday. <laughs> Can we just vocal fry this entire Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I said, y'all. Okay, so I, you started Okay. Okay. All right, ready? Yes. Okay. All good? All right. All right. Three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Sauce Podcast with Kenzie Taylor. Today, my guest is adult film star Sophia Locke. Hello, everyone. Locke, if you want to be very (laughs) fancy, fancy. (laughs) kind of like Target Target. Yes, yes. It's the French version of my name. (laughs) So you started webcamming in 2010. That's correct. 12 years ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, a long time. It, it, does it seem like a long time ago to you? It does. I think because at the time, people didn't even really know what camming was. It was mm-hmm. I had to explain my job to people. Um, it was kind of the only reason you'd buy a webcam. So I just felt really <laughs> dirty going into Best Buy. <laughs> You're like, I need a webcam um, for my video games. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, and it was kind of when you know games had just started Mm -hmm. on that medium raffles had just started so it was kind of the wild west it was exciting it was really fun to do yeah and now it's it's a whole different realm i feel like because it's not an unnormal thing you know what i mean like you say you're a cam girl everyone's like oh okay right and that's what i've been trying to get used to is is saying i do adult film saying Mm -hmm. you know i do cam webcam work and having people not be confused or horrified they actually just kind of (laughs) take it in stride which is pretty cool i think it's a testament to how things have adapted and changed and evolved in the industry which is nice definitely um so how old are you I'm a 37. 37. I didn't think about it. You're you're stunning. (laughs) Thanks. Stunner. So are they booking you for like MILF stuff? Everything. I am a stepmom in everything I do. And it's been pretty fun, actually. Right? I say this in the nicest way. I am so good at being a creepy stepmom. Yes. Like, it's scary how good I am at being a creepy stepmom. So you like doing the kind of creepy thing. I like doing the yeah. angry you're in trouble thing. Okay. Well, that's that could be fun, too. I, I haven't done that very much. But, yeah, I'm always, like, the, the creepy one that's, like, oh, but you'll feel better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. And then, like, ad-libbing just a bunch of stuff. I'm really good at, like dialogue and dirty talking fun yeah Yeah. i i used to be really anxious about that i wasn't very good at it it made me really nervous i was mostly submissive in all the work that i did Mm -hmm. and so coming back into the industry and doing all of the milf older woman stuff um it's been really fun i have a lot more confidence this time around speaking of being submissive yes i looked up and you pretty much all your credits basically are almost all for kink.com which Ugh. let me just say i fucking love kink.com you did some stuff i looked uh, your yes. stuff up too yes <laughs> love them <laughs> but um uh, let's hear about that because not a lot of people have the, the experience 
that you were able to gain in the BDSM community? Sure. I started out kind of with an interest in BDSM when I was in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember thinking that it was so weird when I saw someone getting flogged in a weird, you know, in a, in a latex suit. Yeah. And then I tried it and went, oh, oh, I get it. I get okay. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I understand now. So I had had an interest in it in my personal life. And even when I started camming, I started out on a fetish you know, mm-hmm. in the fetish category, I got kicked out of it because they didn't want me wearing pink on whatever it was, the old site. <laughs> um, so, uh, but it was something that I really enjoyed doing. And then after camming for about five years, I got to a point where I was already out to my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of had nothing else to lose. So I, I went for for being in kink, for doing kind of the best BDSM site out mm-hmm. there because I wanted to show everybody, I wanted to do it publicly and experience it and do that kind of fantasy fulfillment in a really safe professional way Mm, very safe they're probably one of the most safe clean respectful sets i have ever been on in my entire career yeah i will say that it's it's crazy how great they are yeah i love it in a good way yeah paperwork and you know and, and they talk about boundaries and they'll ask you kind of well what are you in the mood for today or are you are you okay with having marks? Would you prefer not to? So yeah. I, I, you know, had an in through a dominatrix friends that I knew in mm-hmm. Vegas at the time. And, and she said to one of the directors, like, you should just try her. She's actually into it. And mm-hmm. so I, I jumped in from camming to that. Um, and just, that's a big jump. It. <laughs> it was a big jump. Yeah. I was so nervous. My first shoot, I think I took a Xanax my first shoot. Really? I was so nervous because you're going so from being on a little webcam yeah. to like, Wow, I, millions of people are going to see this. Oh, yeah. oh, it's so hot. Yeah, it really is. I love it. Yeah, yeah I'm glad you, yeah. you, get this, you get it too. So, so you're into like the voyeurism type stuff too? Um, exhibitionism. I'm not really into voyeur. I'm not really into watching. Okay. I, I get kind of bored watching. I'm like, okay. when can I jump in? I'm yeah. also like a, a music performer. So like if I go to a music thing, yeah. then I'm like, oh, why can't I be on stage? It's yeah. really annoying, I'm sure. Yeah. I um, But I, I think I'm just a natural performer. I like being watched. Yeah. So this is the ultimate ultimate stage yeah I, w- I want to hear a little bit about your your kink stuff though Ooh. um so were you mainly a sub for them i was always a sub for them okay yeah, the only dominant stuff i've done has been coming back into the industry and doing all the milf mom stuff so mm. i haven't and i you know i spanked a girl in one of those scenes <laughs> but when i did this the kink stuff it was all submissive it was um i could take a lot of pain yeah, you know, because if I'm ramped up enough and it's uh, obviously a consensual, safe mm-hmm. environment, I love that. I love the roller coaster of it, and I like the adrenaline rush. Myself. Yes, yeah. oh, and you get so like high present. Off of it. <laughs> yeah, and you're so. Were you sober at this time as well? So I wasn't sober at the time. I mean, I was sober when shooting. I've always yeah, been yeah. sober when shooting. Yeah. But like, I had, I was still drinking at the time, but okay. like on like party drinking. Okay, which that got out of hand, so I quit drinking like yeah. six and a half years ago. But when I was doing these shoots. Um, yeah, I mean, I was partying when living in Vegas and stuff, yeah. but, um, yeah, I, uh, I definitely was sober on set for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like when you're sober, like long term, and like, I just did a scene for kink, uh, I think like a month ago mm-hmm. and, and I like doming. I don't, I'm not, I don't sub to the only girl or woman I will ever sub to is Aiden Starr. Oh, Aiden. I will never <laughs> sub to anyone else, but I I love Aiden. I love that. And it would be like a fucking honor to yeah. have her beat the shit out of me. <laughs> like, but uh, but yeah, um, I did that shoot, and um, I don't know, like the adrenaline rush of mm-hmm. like everything. 
oh, I can't even explain. I'm just like, oh, like, and exactly. all the Red Bull too. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like, I don't do anything. Like, I so, don't. Oh wow, you also yeah. sober? Yeah, cool. like from everything. So yeah. I only do nicotine yeah. and caffeine a lot of red bull i'm diet coke all the way that's my yeah. that's my only vice now and it's too much that's yeah. fair but it's more it's better than what i put in my body in my 20s my entire 20s yeah <laughs> so, so cool. uh would you say that you're submissive in your personal life or is that more just for professional film work stuff um i was always strictly submissive mm -hmm. in my in my personal life um and then for a little bit i got uh, more dominant with women like some women I just immediately felt kind of dominant with mm -hmm. um and then uh I guess in the last gosh like year or so I've really kind of tuned into this other side uh, my partner um he's kind of switchy and so I had never been with someone like that and so it was a really good opportunity for me to explore that side and then when I started shooting again mm -hmm. it was easy oh I was like oh I've got dialogue for all this let's <laughs> let's go all of that yeah. improv dialogue that's really fun yeah you're like I'm good <laughs> that's <laughs> that's pretty hot um I don't know me I've ugh. I can sub to my husband, but like oh, even certain guys, I'm like, okay, but it gets for the harder. most part, nah. Yeah, <laughs> as you get older, as you get more confidence, as you get more experience, especially yeah. with those kind of things, there aren't many people that you can respect to dominate you. Yeah. I think that's what it is. You know, I, we're like, I you're think, not doing it right. <laughs> I, yeah. I think a lot of people, and actually, um, Seth and I were watching a film last night and they were reenacting a BDSM scene sure. and the person was like flogging and stuff like that uh, and then they were using a whip and both of us were so frustrated because they weren't even portraying it like correctly oh, yeah. and also the person was like asking the sub like questions it's like you don't ask them questions you're you, yeah. you're directing to them like what yeah. is what is this like <laughs> it was so bad the portrayal of it but yeah That's frustrating yeah it really was mm -hmm. Um, did it said I took some notes. You did waterboarding <laughs> twice and cattle prodding and hit with a two by four. So that was really fun. <laughs> they had a prop on set for one scene, and it was it was called the two by four of indifference. <laughs> <laughs> they had it on there, and I said, "Well, has anyone been hit with that?" And they said, "No, because that's crazy." <laughs> and I said, "Well." I mean, I'd be willing to try. Yeah. And so we did it. And it was really cool the way that it was done. It was for device bondage. Mm -hmm. And so I was in this device, this kind of mm -hmm. steel device, and I couldn't move. But what the director did, JP, mm -hmm. he said he made me ask for it each time so that we knew even on camera, like that I was saying, yes, I'd like it mm -hmm. again. And it would hit and the impact would go all the way through me. Mm -hmm. And I would be like, oh, I don't know if I can take it again. Okay, I can take it again. <laughs> so okay, one more. Come on. Oh, the Pope's so, awesome. Yeah, he's yeah, cool. he's great. He's I just great. seen him actually at that shoot. I was talking oh, about. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, I hear they're they're kind of ramping up their shooting again. So I'm excited for it. I mean, it was really my happy place. I really do enjoy these um, these different kind of mainstream shoots and more vanilla shoots. They're really mm -hmm. fun, especially like the acting part for me is really fun. Um, but I think my heart is in that BDSM stuff. Yeah, mm. I think it's really awesome that you're able to kind of dabble where you want successfully oh, yeah. <laughs> some people can't do that they try it out and they're like eh, i don't know or i'm not sure what i'm doing and yeah. just kind of give up on it yeah. but you're able to like really tap into all those things it's really awesome i appreciate it yeah, yeah thanks it's i just really truly enjoy it and i've and throughout my career i just have never done anything i don't want to do and i know i could make more money i know that that i can yeah. make more just doing everything that's offered to me but i think that 
that authenticity helped build my brand and build a community of people that know that when they watch me, they're like, oh, she's like actually having a good time. Mm -hmm. It helps that I orgasm really easily. <laughs> that does help. You know, it's good. It's good. So. How are you able to separate, you know, uh, your professional and personal as far as like mental health goes? Like, how are you able to take care of yourself to make sure, hey, I'm centered, I'm okay, and stuff like that? Yeah, that's really important. It honestly hadn't really been an issue in the past um, because I think so much of my life revolved around camming, right? And then when I would do shoots, I was independent at the time, I would do one a month. It was just this exciting thing I'd go get to do and come home. And it didn't feel like it really bled into my personal relationships or my personal life or my personal sex life, right? It was just an adventure, a roller coaster to go on and then come home. So then coming back in and getting an agent, it's been interesting because, you know, I'll just be here for a week, but I'll do six or seven shoots. Mm -hmm. And and I noticed that it was kind of getting to me in the sense where um, I felt like I was sharing my sexuality with everyone and there was none left for myself. And mm. so I even, I brought, I bought like a vibrator last time I was out here and I was like, I need a moment yeah. to have it be just for myself because mm -hmm. I love sharing it. Yeah. But that is the thing that gets a little bit kind of weird for a second. And so I yeah. do have to step back and just bring it back to myself. And then I can go and fuck everybody in front of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do as far as like self care goes though? Um, I work out a lot. I yeah. think that's really important. I like to take a lot of time to myself. Um, you should not check how many hours I'm on my phone scrolling. That <laughs> <is a> dangerous. <laughs> are you, are you one of those people that's addicted to social media? I think so. Probably. <laughs> I mean, I avoided like TikTok for forever. I was like, yeah. this is for teenagers and dancing. And you got on it and you know, it's You're not. like, I it love is, it. <laughs> it is fantastic. And then I was like, fine, I'll get on it too. And it's just been a really wonderful way to reach um, kind of a broader audience that you wouldn't reach on Twitter yep. and, and everything like that. Because um, yeah, it's a lot of people who have a lot of preconceived notions about the adult industry. So it's been fun talking about it and saying, here's my actual experience. Yeah. So yeah, it is kind of hard to get off of it. <laughs> Did you go to school at all? Uh, no, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> In general? Yeah, yes. yeah. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. For like college. <laughs> yes, Sorry. Yeah, I, I, should, I get it. I, get I should it. have said that. <laughs> You're like, no, I dropped on second grade. <laughs> what, is, what is letters? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, did you go to college? Um, have a degree? I, I did go to college. <laughs> I went uh, I went to Hunter College in New York for vocal performance. I studied jazz and opera and um, I went for four years mm -hmm. and it was just killing me. I was so miserable. It's like taking this hobby, this passion that you have that's like a part of your identity and then making it so difficult and you do it all the time. And, it, and so I dropped out after four years. I still had three years left to go because wow. all the performance classes are like one credit, but they take up all of your time, That's all of your rehearsal. Time. And so I just was, I was miserable. I wasn't loving singing anymore. And so I took a really big break from it. And luckily my parents weren't too upset. So um, yeah, but I, I mean, I liked my college experience. I, I probably could have worked a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> do you sing in a band? Um, or do you just I do it for fun? I do. I've, I've sung in a bunch of bands. The last one I was in was like a Fleetwood Mac tribute band that also had a Tina Turner. She nice. was like 75. She Amazing. Had, she had sciatica. She was like incredible. So she had to sit through most of it, but then she stood up and she did Tina Turner and she she tore the house down. She's yeah. grabbing guys' beards in the audience, like <laughs> proud that's a, Mary. That's a hard powerhouse performer <laughs> to, you know, mock. So it was it was pretty impressive. So I've done that acapella groups, mostly jazz, jazz singing and stuff and jazz bands. So I just started a new group in Austin and uh 
got on my first stage the other day, which was wonderful, and just jumped on, sang it last. And it was that like good. an open mic thing, or um, it was another female jazz vocalist that I had met at another gig who said, "Oh, you're new in town. I'll let you just jump up during my set if you come by." And I was taken aback because people in Texas are shockingly, disarmingly nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> so respectful like southern hospitality uh -huh. is a real thing yeah i don't i didn't They're trust so it so nice yeah i was like what do you what do you want from me are you sure well um, also everyone's strapped there like everyone's carrying a gun like <laughs> And they're going to be respectful because if they're not, they'll, oh, you want to go? Oh, it's Southern <laughs> Justice. They'll burn your house yeah, down. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was really nice. She she did follow through and let me jump up. And um, the band hadn't ever performed with me at all. And they were just, the musicians in Austin are stellar. That's stellar. awesome. Do so. you think that um, due to being able to live there and have these new connections made that you're going to pursue your music stuff more again? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I did in Seattle where I moved from to um, for years. And so that was really nice to be able to do it just kind of on the side. Um, and yeah, I do come out to LA to shoot. But I think that's those are two probably my main focuses right now is like adult film and then just getting my music stuff um, off the ground more just doing it, you know? Yeah. Do you use your real name when you sing or do you use your performer name? I use my real name. Okay. <laughs> so I haven't figured out how to either mix that or tell my band like, hey guys. Uh, I'm changing my name. Or like, uh, just so you know, I do this. I haven't like been out to them yet because I do want to be seen as me first. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, people treat you differently or they can see you differently once they know mm -hmm. that you do this. They put you in a box mm -hmm. and that's and that's what you are is you embody this like sexual object as opposed to like a full realized person. Have you came across that a lot lately? Like within the last year being objectified? Um, well, in the fun way, yes, but <laughs> in the non-fun yeah, way, not, not really, because I think moving to Austin, it's such a sex worker friendly town that mm -hmm. I've been trying to be more open about mm -hmm. just if someone asks what I do, I say adult film. And then, you know, there's either follow up questions or it's kind of like, a, oh, cool. And I think that's, you know, the only fans and all of this people actually yeah. talking about it now, but back in my day, yeah. you know, it, it really was what? something, you know, where it's the second a guy found out that you knew that you were friends with, it yeah. was, it was just, it just shifts how people. I don't mind when people ask questions, sure. but like, for example, I was at Best Buy the other day and I was, I think I bought, uh, I don't even know, I bought something for my computer yeah. and the, the, the tech guy noticed I had a bag on and it was browsers. I don't even pay attention to it yeah. just because it's just a purse, right? Sure. And he just kept staring and staring and staring. And then he goes, so do you do porn? And I was just like, <laughs> what the hell? And I looked down and I was like, oh, fuck my bag. I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, can I ask you some questions? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. It might be weird though. I'm like, okay. Yeah. We've heard them all. <laughs> That's correct. Yes. But then it's like when you tell them that they can ask some questions, a lot of the times it's like, 25 questions right. and you're sure. like i have to go <laughs> bye yeah, <laughs> and yeah. i don't want to be like rude or anything but sometimes it's like the same questions are always asked you know what i mean like you could google interviews that i've done for example where mm -hmm. it's like they've asked the same like 10 questions and i'm just like is there uh, one you're kind of tired of is there like specific ones yeah i i would say two things would probably be but it doesn't matter because it's constantly still going to get asked sure. is like why did you choose porn mm. 
I'm like, because I wanted to. Like, it's fun it, as fuck. I yeah, know. like I didn't, it wasn't like, it chose me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I chose it, I just started it and I wanted to do it. Yeah. Or when someone was like, how did you get into it? Uh, I researched it and found an agent and got in. Like I did a shoot and started. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no like immaculate story, but I don't know. I think my least favorite one um, <laughs> is the, is the, can you get me into it as a dude? Oh. Uh, yeah yeah as someone who's married to a male porn star like it is not easy what they do it's and so what their bodies have to go through yep. like it they really are like the superheroes I, I i'll say this like until i'm blue in the face like they do not get enough credit seriously absolutely i agree and they make us women look amazing yeah. at the same time too which is great but the things that they have to put their bodies through and i mean i cannot imagine basically edging yourself for like an hour or so like and and sometimes longer yeah or on feature movies where i don't know if you've done any yet but feature movies where there's a lot of dialogue and stuff or they might have to be hard earlier on then hard again later and then hard again later than that and then actually do a sex scene and, it's and a then hour pop day. on command yeah. yeah so it's a lot it's it's a lot and and i feel like so many of them so many men have to get in basically from a referral from a woman that says that they're trustworthy. And so you as a stranger asking me on social media, mm -hmm. I don't know you, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's so hard for men to get an agent anyway, unless mm -hmm. they live in the city and they do have, you know, someone. Like, yeah. Saying, I okay. just, I don't know. I just get worried about like, not that I don't trust any of my friends, but like mm -hmm. I vouch for them and then they do something fucked up to someone or, mm -hmm. you know, say something fucked up. Yeah. Well, that's Kenzie Taylor's friend. You know what Yikes, I mean? Yeah, I I'm like so, nope. <laughs> so much of it is how respectful they are on mm -hmm. set, how how much they, you know, they're careful about boundaries and asking what you do or don't like. I mean, it is it is a tough it's a tough job and it's it's a really important one because there are so many really young girls mm -hmm. getting into it. And I just I I'm glad I got in when I was 25. I did too. Did you really? That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. 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 I I felt like that was a perfect time too. Yeah. Because if I would have got in younger than that, like. I would have been bankrupt, dude. Yeah, well, that, yeah, I didn't save any of my money the first time around. It was yeah. really fucking stupid. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, and and to have kind of normal jobs before you start this one, I think is really important because yeah. then you appreciate the money. Yeah, like I'll, a fine example, any normal job, you can't just no call, no show, and then come back in the next day like it's okay, or, oh, hey, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm going to be about like an hour and a half late and then just show up. Like the other day I was on set, my call time was 8 a.m. The makeup artist call time was 8 a.m. Yeah. The makeup artist still at 9.15 wasn't there. And I'm like, what is going Why on? Why are you there? Yeah. So then me, the performer, not even the production manager or the director, had to find a different makeup artist to come to Whoa. set and get paid to do me and another girl's makeup because the one makeup artist was unreliable. Wow. Any other job, like you would be fired. In a heartbeat. But no one gets constantly consequences that's the thing it's wild but i do feel like just by being on time professional not canceling and sober mm -hmm. i feel like you can get so much farther in this industry 100 percent, 100 percent. i will say that the moment i became sober the moment i was taken more seriously interesting <laughs> yeah. so when did you get sober um i got sober my sobriety date is 12 10 17. so oh, wow. yeah. literally uh one year after i was so i was only in the industry for a year 
uh, messed up. <laughs> and then you like clicked. And then in. after that, yeah. Yeah. But almost, I guess you could say almost two years because, like I said, my sobriety date's 12 10. Mm. So, the end it almost, yeah, it's almost to, you know, January. But, yeah, well, good, I mean, good for you. It's, it's funny because it's like I've never seen, I think people are surprised in the general public, but I've like, I've never seen drugs on set. No one's drinking. No, I, it's yeah. just not that kind of environment. Maybe it was back in the day. Yeah. You know, I wasn't doing it. Um, but of course, you know, you hear a lot about girls being hungover and not showing up or, you know, and, and it's just like, you got to treat it like an actual job or, mm -hmm. you're, you know, or maybe you don't, I guess people still get second, third, fourth, fifth chances, but yeah. I, I don't play that game. My anxiety won't let me. Same. <laughs> I'm like such an OCD fucking freak about, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. My bag is packed. Okay. I have 10 pairs of shoes. Yep. 15 sets of different lingerie to choose from. Okay, I've got 10 okay. outfits. I, I Ziploc everything. Like oh, that's smart too. I should start doing that because- And I label right. the bags like, like uh, whatever. I'll be like three piece set orange or whatever. Oh, you're yeah. an inspiration. This is great. I it's, am getting great information here. I actually saw someone else did something even further than that. And I'm like, that's such a good idea, but it's so time consuming. This girl went through Every bra and panty set she had, she had someone take a Polaroid of it and she puts it in the Ziploc bag with the outfit so they can actually see it so she doesn't have to try it on for them. Oh, that's brilliant. Right? But how much time did that take? I'm guessing like five hours if you have like a hundred pieces of lingerie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my my wheels are spinning. Yeah. I'm, that is fantastic. But just think of it. Yeah. How, how much time is wasted when we're like- Just pulling it out. Yeah, pulling it out and then like, try that on, try that on, try that on, try mm -hmm. that on. I'm like- right here in the Polaroid. <laughs> Just look right here. You can yeah. see exactly what it looks like. That yeah. is, that's a great idea. It I'm, really yeah, is. That's great. I think I'll do it eventually one day when I'm like yeah. really bored maybe. I yeah. don't know. But in the meantime, you're acquiring more and more and more lingerie. <laughs> so the sooner, the right. better. <laughs> right. I'm just grateful to find out about the website Sheen. I never even oh, knew yeah. about it. And yeah. I'm like getting lingerie now for like $10. Yeah. It's amazing. I've <laughs> had like some luck with that. I feel like Fashion Nova has like a cheap, like cheap-ish, mm -hmm. you know, but it does like usually fit really well. It's hard because I mean, I think you have the same thing I do where it's like small yeah. waist, big tits. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to find things that fit. That, yeah. You know. And also when you have like, you know, you're, boobs done uh, yep, like same. the bras are just different yeah any type of top is just different yeah. you know what i mean so that's <sighs> first world problems okay you guys <laughs> i was gonna say let's complain our tents are too big and our yeah. waists are too small oh my god how <laughs> dare us pay for these huge titties <laughs> that make so, us money Aww. so i want to hear about this uh you running events for cam world and cam girl mansion and all that i want to hear about sure. this because i've oh, never heard about anything like this it was so long ago so um, like girls gone wild um you know it's funny uh uh, my partner at the time and I were running these events and we were approached by um, the guy who did the reality show, uh, the Bunny Ranch one, mm. you know, the, the Dennis. brothel. Yeah, we were, well, we were approached by his producer. Oh, okay. Did he die? I haven't yeah. heard good stories about him. So, But they wanted to do, they were like, well, maybe we could do a show about this mansion thing because mm -hmm. it seems pretty crazy. And the reason we said no was because they wanted it to be this really like lots of fighting and lots of negativity. And it just wasn't that <laughs> bad so, girls club. It was. Like. Yeah. They wanted it to be like, ooh, all these like, you know, half naked girls like fighting with each other. And it wasn't the, the kind of dream behind it 
And at the time, there just weren't events like this. Now it's, you know, everybody does it, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, but at the time with camming, you were just alone in your room mm -hmm. and you were really isolated from anyone else who would understand what you were doing, who would approve of what you were doing, who wouldn't judge you for what you were doing. Mm -hmm. So um, the idea was to get a bunch of women from around the country, some from around the world, and put them together for a week and you'd just be surrounded by people who understood you and you could be fully yourself. And it was this beautiful thing. Of course, there were also yeah. like eight person squirt shows, but I mean, it was mostly. <laughs> of course, I mean, hello. naturally, uh, but, uh, but they're like, I have to get the content while I'm here, okay? <laughs> I, I'm gonna exactly. go back to Europe soon. The only the only argument I ever really heard, and I did it for probably three years or so, was uh, was one of the girls came up and was like, Sophia, can you please tell the other girls to clean the squirt off the coffee table because it's just disgusting. And I was like, come on, we're all adults yeah. here. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, just take some paper towel and go wipe it off. Just on. clean after yourself. So <laughs> yeah. there was that, of course it was very like sexy and fun. And there were lots of cam shows and you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, 18 girls greeting the pizza guy naked. They would fight each year over which guy got to deliver the pizza. Cause it was, they knew that this was the house. Were you living there with them? Yeah. And okay. it's just for a week. We like rented yeah. it for a week. Okay. Um, and, uh, but most of the time it was just, you know, girls, no makeup and PJs, you know, talking about what the job was and, and finally being able to kind of share that and, and have the same experiences as other people in the same room. So mm -hmm. it was a really, for me, it was a really beautiful thing. Um, and it, I feel like I built a lot of like the model community that was around me with mm -hmm. that, um, which I really missed when I was out of the industry. So it's mm -hmm. nice. It's nice to have that again, too. I think that's really cool because in a way, that was even before like you know all the podcasts now and shows mm -hmm. and different written interviews and audio interviews and all these things like humanizing us i hate saying that but whatever mm. it's true yeah it's true but that's basically what was happening when you're showing them you know in their pjs just living their lives being yeah. themselves yeah. you know what i mean and i'm guessing you know if you're in your pjs you're not gonna have makeup on so they're yeah. just chilling and that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. It so was, people could see really that. Nice. Yeah. I liked it. So you did a fitness competition? How I, hard was that? It sucked. Um, oh. The main thing was just, so when I started camming, it was great. But then I went from, you know, working in hotels and standing up all day to sitting in front of a computer all day and eating a lot and drinking a lot because I certainly wasn't sober at the time. And yeah. it's fun to drink on cam. You know, you get a little yeah. loose, you get a little horny yep. um, and people will pay you for it. They're, you know, pay you to take shots and stuff. And so I gained a lot of weight. I was close to 200 pounds at the time. Wow. So, but I did all of it on cam Yeah. and I, and it, it was amazing. I, I really um like credit my like fan base for sticking with me because i changed body types completely and yeah. i had so many people who stuck by me like the whole time which that's is cool kind of cool and so i eventually you're, you're like you guys watch me morph <laughs> <laughs> out of my cocoon to a butterfly a feeder fetish because yeah. it's working out for you <laughs> um yeah so i i did that and then i realized just one day like it had been so gradual i almost didn't notice how much i had gained and then mm. I, I like looked in the mirror one day and i was like oh like, I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable in my clothes. Mm -hmm. I, I need to do something about it. So I hired a trainer. And then over the next like year and a half, I lost about 60 pounds. And wow. My goal was to do a fitness competition at the end. So I did. I just wanted to look like I um, belonged on stage. I didn't win anything. Yeah. Um, and I hated it, which was weird. Like, yeah. I didn't like that kind of performing. Yeah, I feel yeah. like in a way, I mad respect to people that do that and do like bodybuilding competitions and all that stuff. They basically starve themselves <laughs> and, and they're like dehydrated for every little yeah. vein and everything to show yeah <laughs> it's 
That's a lot of discipline. It's brutal and it's expensive, which is yeah. weird too. And there aren't cash prizes. There aren't, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like you're just doing it to do this thing to your body. But then I just got into weightlifting and now I try and eat as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm building muscle is so I can eat all the candy I want. Exactly. You know? I know. I'm so ridiculous. Like the other day. I did like a really hard workout at the gym and yeah. then my best friend texted me, hey, want to go to the rainbow for pizza? I'm like, yep, see you there. Done. Like, workout done. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like complaining about how sore I am from the gym while I'm eating pizza with him. Perfect <laughs> combo, actually. It's this fucking is great. hilarious. That's I was great. like, this is my life. Yeah. Have you have you struggled with kind of the pressure of looking a certain way since you've been doing this for a while? Um, I wouldn't say looking a certain way as far as my body goes because... I mean, luckily, I'm just I'm obsessed with the gym. Even when I was nice. using and shit, I I was like bloated and stuff from using. Yeah. But and drinking, but I wasn't like overweight or anything like that. I mm -hmm. I always still worked out, but I still didn't look good. Yeah. Fair. But but uh, I was really nervous when I chopped my hair off because oh. my hair was super long and I chopped it off and I wasn't even thinking like you know oh my god you know what's a house everyone gonna react I. In my head, I was just like, okay, it's okay. It's fine. It's cool. You look awesome. Yeah. I pep talked myself and everyone loved it. And yeah, I was like, great. oh, okay, cool. But regardless, I'm just one of those people. And I think that the longer I have sober and clean, uh, the clearer my mind is to recognize these things about myself. But I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me at all. I because I know at the end of the day, when I hit my pillow, I'm sober, I'm clean, I did everything to be a good person that day. Um, and if I you know, did something wrong, I made amends for it because that's what I'm taught in, my, in the program that I'm in. Great. And yeah, so that's my long answer, sorry. I love that. <laughs> no, I, I really resonate with that too because it's like, it's true. It's like you're sober, you're in control of all of your decisions, which is why yeah. I got sober because I was tired of being like, oh, I don't remember making that decision and it's impacting my life, my relationships, all of mm -hmm. that. The only way to control 100% of my decisions is just not to do it. And then it was like a light switch. It was like the easiest thing for me. Yeah. Um, but it is. It's like when you feel good about yourself and you feel confident in who you are as a person and how you treat people, mm -hmm. like the other stuff just kind of comes naturally. And it helps to be obsessed with the gym because same. <laughs> Definitely. It's like I'm still a drug addict, but I'm in recovery <laughs> from drugs. And, you know. I use my addiction towards other things. Like yeah. I use it towards the gym, towards caffeine and nicotine, Diet towards Coke. my podcast, <laughs> like <laughs> towards performing, yeah. directing, producing, yeah. all these things. I'm just like, hey, 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 hey. But it yeah. It keeps it calm. Right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, my head is very loud, loud, loud. But yeah. the more things that I do for other people and with other people, it, it quiets down. I don't know if your mind's like that too, but. It's not, I think um, I, I was really lucky not to have like the physiological addiction. I never felt like my body was like, I need more of this. Yeah. It was, it was more of just once I start, we're, we're going all the way. Kind yeah, of thing. So yeah. it's like, so it's, I felt fortunate in that. My thing is more of uh, adrenaline rushes. Like I chase adrenaline. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's why porn is so exciting for me. Um, and so why something like, oh, I don't know where this night's going to go. Like if yeah. I just, you know, if I get fucked up or it's going to be really fun, that yeah. was really exciting. And I think BDSM is also a part of that, like adrenaline chasing. Mm -hmm. So if I, you know, channel that <laughs> into, you know, having kind of a crazy professional life or, I mean, even when I was out of the industry, the partner that I had, we like dated girls on the side. And so that was this taboo kind of adrenaline thing that I could do or skydiving. Mm -hmm. I've done a bunch of that. Oh, like, I... 
am obsessed with skydiving. <gasps> really? I love this is it. Fun. Yeah, I love it. How many times have you gone? Uh, I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm just thinking of it right now. I'm like, I want to jump out of a plane right now. It's been a, it's been a minute for me too. Uh, so yeah. we, we could totally go together. I'm down for. Is I there places in Austin? There's a place about an hour out, and I haven't gone in about at least a year. So mm-hmm. I would be down if you're in Austin. I would do it again in a heartbeat. I'm five away from my A license, so I still oh, have nice. a couple more. So yeah, I I don't have my license, but. Hey, I would totally try it. Yeah. I do ha- uh, know someone though that just got their license and they just fucking broke their foot oh, fuck. the, uh, landing. <laughs> like they literally got their license and then like all of a sudden they're in a cast. I'm oh, like, oh, it fuck, is that sucks. You know? Yeah. <laughs> too comfortable. Uh, well, I really appreciate you coming here today, and I know uh, we don't really know one another, but now we kind of do. Yeah. You're really amazing, and you're probably super inspirational to a lot of women that are my age and up you know maybe even young <laughs> girls <laughs> i appreciate that yeah. it's, it's nice to realize we have so much in common i wasn't expecting it so that's yeah really cool. yeah. yeah um if you could look into that camera and tell everyone where to find you anything you want to promote your only fans or anything like that sure uh so i'm sophia Locke. um i'm on tiktok as sophia Locke underscore twitter as underscore sophia Locke underscore and then OnlyFans as the Sophia Locke. So I would love to see you. And yeah, thanks. And make sure Locke is L-O-C-K-E. Locke. Locke, if you're fancy. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> ah, thank you so much sure, again. It's my pleasure. And thank you for joining us and me. Okay, see you later. <laughs> Order like a champ at Raisin Cane's. With tailgates of hand-battered chicken fingers and cane sauce and jugs of freshly made tea and lemonade, you can guarantee victory for every game day meal. Raisin Cane's Chicken Finger, one love. Order online or on our app.